Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Animal cruelty Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Remember, kids, don't become communist or you'll be eaten by a crocodile. I'm Sean. Hey, have you seen Jerry? God, yeah, he got catfished. What, like somebody tricked him and took his money in his house? You haven't been reading the news, have you? I'm Andy. Coyotes, nature's harshest music critics. I'm Kelly. Look for the bare propensity, the murder most especially. Forget about your 30s and your life. I'm Adam, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another great week. I don't know how the show normally starts because I forget everything as soon as I start hosting. <laughs> you're you're Adam, okay. Adam, and you, wanna... you are <laughs> the non-important. Move on. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by Will V or Will V. Good old Will V. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Will. We had another Will. So yeah. So you're Will V now forever. Now let me tell you about some words I learned. We're going to be talking about man eaters. Mayonnaise. We're going to be talking about hollow notes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing the song, but I can't sing, so I'm just oh, bobbing yes my head comes. to it. <laughs> That's not my go-to hollow notes song. It's a what is it? Dreams come true. I don't. I don't. I, the, I, well, I know one hollow note song, and it is man eater. <laughs> it is our go-to man eater song, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't have many of those. Uh, the definition of man eater is an animal that has a propensity for killing humans. Hmm. So humans. It's <laughs> true. Or the second definition, a dominant woman who has many sexual partners. Ooh. But we won't be going into that one today. Is that your next episode? <laughs> next episode. Maneaters part two. This doesn't include the scavenging of corpses, killing in self-defense, or single attacks, but rather a pattern of preying on humans for food. Hmm. Hmm. And again, not the woman thing. <laughs> Unless it's cannibalism, I guess. I'm sure they eat occasionally. 40-something lures college kids back to her house, chops them up, eats them. That's just uh, recycling. <laughs> okay. The etymology of man-eater. Uh, I'm sure we've covered this one a few times. Old English man or man with two man. N's. Men. Men. <laughs> and Old English etere, one who eats. Oh, okay. Etere. <laughs> is used as early as 1829 referring to great white sharks. <laughs> and in 1840, referring to tigers in India. Oh, so great whites claim the first title. I mean, as far as we know, just as in recorded history. It seems like an easy term to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's eating really... men. He's a um, eater he's a of people men. eater. <laughs> I like anthrophage. Uh, the phobia, or the closest things I could find anyways, are zoophobia. Mm -hmm. the, an abnormal or persistent fear of animals. And phagophobia. A fear of swallowing or being eaten. <laughs> I Hopefully not both. <laughs> but if you're constantly afraid of being eaten, that's a little unfair. <laughs> Friend says, man, I'm hungry, and you run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other one's got to be tough, being afraid of eating. I've been afraid of being, being eaten ever since I wandered into that candy house when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, so now with the pop quiz, I couldn't really find a lot of statistics on man-eaters, so this is just sort of an in-general animals-killing-people sort of thing. Okay. Mm. 
I have a list here of 11 different animals. Which animal kills the most humans every year? And I'll tell you if you get one on the list. Hippo. That's not one of them. Oh. Deer. Nope. Alligator. I'll give that to one that one to you. Crocodile. Crocodile. Is yeah. number 11. So at cool. 1,000 people a year. So you're canids. No. What's, what's, what's the, the final? Caterpillars. <laughs> Caterpillars is not on the list. Oh, snakes. Uh, Snakes is number three. Wow. At 50,000 people a year. Dogs. Wow. Pointy Dogs teeth. is number four. At 25,000 people a year. So we should be keeping crocodiles as pets and getting rid of the dogs. Statistically, they're safer. <laughs> so the snakes don't eat 50,000 people. They just kill. This is just killing. Oh, okay. Got it. This is just a kill count. Scoreboard. If nobody's got any more guesses, I'll give you elephants. the list. Uh, no, no elephants. Bears. I'll give you Killer a hint. Bees. There's only one more vertebrae. Ooh. Killer bees. Nope. Spiders. Spiders is not on the list. Octopods. <gasps> nope. Jellyfish? Nope. Killer Depression. robots from outer space? Ah, Kelly got one. Yeah. <laughs> number one. They do not have vertebrae. That's weird. <laughs> what was your Sean? Depression. It's <laughs> not an animal. Oh. I'm sure it would be pretty high on the list. It's actually specifically not included. I'll tell you why as soon as we get to the rest of them. Okay. So we'll start from the bottom of the ones you didn't get. Tapeworms is number 10. Uh-huh. 2,000 people a year. Followed by, or I guess preceded by. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Number nine is roundworms at 2,500. I didn't think about parasites. I don't trust parasites. And now I see I'm right. I didn't think roundworms were lethal. I mean, you get too many roundworms in you, you'll die. (laughs) You just turn into a pile of rings. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Oh, no. Sonic got hit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number eight is scorpions. Get over here. (laughs) (laughs) With their spear tails. Number seven is freshwater snails. Really? Oh, Freshwater uh, snails. Eating life by snails. 10,000? It's a word that I'm going to have trouble pronouncing. Uh, no, I might not even do it at all. Snail. <laughs> you want to give it to me? It's the one with the red line under it because word didn't recognize it. <laughs> Schictomiasis. Parasitic flatworms. They infect you with that. Hmm. Or another name for it is snail fever. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeping the nation. It's like jungle fever or boogie fever. Then is assassin bugs at number six. Oh, yeah. At same number, 10,000. They've got assassin in the name. It's true. Uh, surprisingly, it's not the bug that kills you, but they infect you with Chagas disease. Yeah. Chagas. Oh, mosquitoes. I should have said mosquitoes. Ooh, that's number one, number one, I bet. Number five is tsetse flies. Mm. Mosquitoes is number one at one million people a year, give or take. Yeah. Oof. Number two is humans. Huh? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Turns out it was man. <laughs> <laughs> and they specifically list that it's that's for murder only. If it was from every other thing, like uh, suicide, wars, that kind of thing, they'd be number one easy. <laughs> what animal are you most likely to be attacked by? Bitten mosquitoes? by mosquitoes? Uh, Cats. We're, we're dealing with furry things now. The furry mosquito? <laughs> furry mosquitoes, yes. Squirrel? Cats. Dogs. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, one, one to two million bites a year in the U.S. I think people that just don't man. report cat bites. <laughs> yeah, that, that man has been decimated. <laughs> This is followed by cats at 400,000 bites a year. Cat bite fever. And then <laughs> number three is humans at 250,000 <laughs> a year. Stop it. <laughs> Does that one count if it's yourself? It didn't say. Does that count love bites? <laughs> Does it? I think it has to draw blood. Yeah. Enthusiastic love bites. <laughs> 45,000 a year by snakes and then 1% from everything else. <laughs> Where are you most likely to be bitten? In the home. 
Your arms? The dog? Like, no, like on your body where you most likely oh, to be bitten. Leg. Oh, some dogs, it's got to be legs or your arms. The tushy. Because <laughs> you're running. Statistically, you're most likely to be bitten on your right arm or in Sean's <laughs> case, it'd be his left arm. <laughs> uh, it's the arm you extend towards it, the... Yeah, it's whatever arm is your dominant arm, but right arms are tend to be bitten more often. Whichever arm looks more like a turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if they're really hungry and like in the desert or something. <laughs> Three quarters of all bites are on the arms oh. and, and 10% are to the face. Ooh. Oh, no. The, the three quarters also included legs. Oh. <laughs> you know, well, my hip arms. <laughs> they're like the legs of the butt. Or they are my walking arms. They are the legs. Which big cats are responsible for the most human deaths? Jaguars. Mm, cougars. I was going to go with cougar. I'm going to say tigers because people buy them most of them. <laughs> you just watched Tiger King, didn't you? The damn Carol Baskin. What'd you say, Sean? Jaguars. Uh, it is tigers. Andy got oh. it. Uh, in the early 1900s, roughly 1,000 people were killed every year in India alone. Wow. It's largely attributed to habitat loss, though there was an increase in tiger attacks after the severe cyclone of 2008. And part of the theory is that the cyclone threw off the water salinity and it gave tigers upset tummies, so they were more aggressive. That's weird. <laughs> tigers are now haunted. <laughs> uh, and it's it's interesting you mentioned cougars, Kelly, because that was... I mean, they, they do kill and eat people occasionally, but they were listing them among the cats, and apparently they usually only attack to defend territory. And people Damn hunting hikers. them. Yeah, well, like, the, the example they gave was somebody with a dog scaring one out or chasing one out or hunting it or something, and... It'll let the dog chase it, kill the dog, and then circle back around and ambush the hunter. <laughs> Maybe smart. Yeah. True or false? Males are more likely to be bitten by dogs. True. I bet that's true. True. Everybody's true? It is true. <laughs> I can't trick you. I've <laughs> met more male aggressive dogs than female aggressive dogs. You know, I, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it that way. I just, I assumed... They were just a more manly pet, I guess, like stereotypically. I think it's like, I don't know, if I were to make a stupid theory on the spot is, you know, dogs usually attack if they feel threatened. And in, I feel like in dog society, the male is usually the leader of the pack. So more likely to be an alpha male, like alpha that. male challenge situation. But uh, I don't know. Boys are bitten by dogs twice as often as girls. Hmm. Uh, according to the... Fane and Cherry's textbook of pediatric infectious diseases, specifically <laughs> animal and human bites. Hmm. And now, are bites. dogs bitten by boys or girls more often? <laughs> I don't have that textbook in front of me. <laughs> Meanwhile, gir girls are bitten by cats more often than boys. Hmm. Yeah, cats just bite anybody. <laughs> That's true. They don't care. In fact, they lie down and like, look at my wonderful tummy. <laughs> gotcha. I'm so soft, except for the pointy bits, but you can ignore those. <laughs> so I always say cats are dangerous at both ends. In the middle. True or false? There are no documented cases of a fatal coyote attack on an, on an adult. That sounds true. Oh, it's got to be one. I'll say false. I mean, I guess if you got enough coyotes and someone was <laughs> drunk. Does it, does it count as the innumerable people the trickster god has lured into the desert only to starve to death? Again, I do not have these stats in front of me. What'd you say, Kelly? I'm going to say False. So we had two falses and one true. Mm -hmm. It is false. And Sean Ooh. got it on the nose. There's exactly one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
two uh, points. Taylor Mitchell was a Canadian country folk singer from 2006 to 2009. <laughs> oh, coyotes hate country folk music. <laughs> That's how John Denver died. <laughs> Swarmed by coyotes. <laughs> His plane. <laughs> country <laughs> road. <laughs> He's just on the country. <laughs> just opens the, the luggage. Hey, hey, bird, uh, coyotes in the cock. <laughs> They finally found John Denver. <laughs> Done fed up with all these coyotes on my Cessna. <laughs> in October 2009, Taylor took a hike in Nova Scotia in a Nova Scotian national park. Some hikers reported hearing what they thought were coyote howls or a woman screaming in the distance. <laughs> Possibly both. One of the two. That was his patented country yodel. <laughs> uh, a trail of blood led other hikers to Taylor's barely conscious mauled body, still being Ooh. guarded by a large, unafraid male coyote. <laughs> uh, I was to say, if there's nothing near it, it could have been a screaming woman. <laughs> uh, she later died of blood loss at the hospital. So yeah, that was the... There's plenty of examples of kids getting killed by coyotes, but uh, not many adults. Yeah, easy prey. I mean, they're coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> They, I mean, like most animals, they generally pick on things smaller than them, and they're yeah. not that big, so. So they, they have to pick and choose a little bit. They'll eat your cat like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Take <laughs> it down a person, something else. They'll scale a building to get to your cat. <laughs> so that's the end of our pop quiz. I win. Uh, yeah, Andy won. I was keeping track the whole time. Ah, but I got that last one. Mm, Sean got 10 extra points, so Sean Yay! won. Uh, this, well, are you awarding the house cup to Gryffindor? <laughs> 100 points for Kelly for being a good sport. <laughs> I hated the at the end of every one of those movies. Oh, you win again! <laughs> oh, is that my house? I didn't notice. 100 points because I have favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hide it. Uh, so moving on to our stories. But before our stories... <laughs> or are we? Uh, some honorable mentions for man-eaters. The Cali River Goonch attacks. <laughs> uh, I got bit on my gooch. Hey, gooch. <laughs> Did you know that three-fourths of all, all bites are on the gooch? <laughs> <laughs> I got a piranha on my gooch. <laughs> it was a series of killings in the Cali River in India between 1998 and 2007. Rumored to be committed by 200-pound goonch catfish. <laughs> oh, awesome. People would just disappear while other people were watching. Slurp. I think yeah, it was a three hundred pound catfish. They just disappeared under the water and never seen again. Isn't there a Vietnamese catfish that does that too? It might be the same kind of thing, but uh, it wasn't ever confirmed. It was just—it's still just highly suspected. People just keep disappearing. So anyone who tries to investigate it, All the investigators keep getting dragged under. The Malawi terror beast. Ooh, terror beast. Uh, it was in two thousand three. A rabid hyena that mutilated 16 people. Oh, wow. wow. Rabid? Yeah. Uh, even though, But some of the locals claimed it wasn't a hyena. They said the back legs were too long or something. Uh, and there <laughs> was a terrifying attack. creature. <laughs> there was attacks the previous year by uh, what was confirmed to be a rabid hyena. And the locals were convinced that the animal had come back from the dead to terrorize them. Ah. <laughs> With its undead uh, long legs. Yeah, that it got in the afterlife. <laughs> Have you ever seen those zombie movies with those gazelle-like zombies? <laughs> I don't want to hear the laughter of a rabid oh, hyena. Right. <laughs> so frothy. It gets worse, though. It was notorious for removing hands, legs, eyes, ears, mouths, and noses. Oh. Most of the <laughs> I was going to say, so it just doesn't like torsos. <laughs> 
so yes, I'm I'm assuming it's just because it's harder to just take a torso, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just terrifying because it didn't go for the regular kills. It just removed pieces. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty terrifying if it did just take the torso and left all the rest <laughs> of the pieces. I'm just amazed that it got 16 people. Like, I feel like once you get to the point where you're viciously attacking things from rabies, you don't have much time left. That's kind of what I thought, but I don't know if it just went fast or if it was a ra- just hung in there. Went through a whole village. Also, it was a ghost. So, you know, I <laughs> yeah, think he lasted very long legs. <laughs> the Heidi Klum of hyenas. <laughs> the last honorable mention is the Kirov wolf attacks from 1944 to 1954. Mm. As a series of wolf attacks in Russia during World War II uh, resulted in the deaths of 22 children between the ages of 3 children. and 17. Yeah. I remember that story from the caustic soda. It was because like all the men were gone. (laughs) And so the wolves just kept getting more and more bold. All all the men went to war with all the guns. Yeah. And the wolves were like snatching kids in broad daylight. (laughs) What a wonderful place this Russia. (laughs) Went on for 10 years. You can't really afford to have uh, wolves eating its children in World War II. They were dealing with enough. I initially was going to read these main stories off from least amount of kills to most. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite ones is like the lowest body count. So we're going to save that one for last. I think Eat one let's, finger. Let's just go from the top. And I cut out a lot of names because I didn't want to mispronounce a lot of things, but there's still <laughs> going to be some in here. Where's the fun in that? Uh, the first one we're going to be talking about is the Champawat tiger. Champawat. I get knocked down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, he's coming. (laughs) Same song. (laughs) It's not a very good hunter. Yeah, but you can't see him. Oh. It's like a WWE wolf or lion or tiger. What are we talking about? (laughs) It's a tiger. We're talking about John Cena. (laughs) This This was in the late 19th to early 20th century in Nepal and India. This was a tigress that started her spree in a small village in western Nepal. A spree. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't I didn't say the number. She killed uh over 400 people reportedly. What? Pardon me. That's one hungry tiger. <laughs> she, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the most <laughs> being the hungriest tiger. Yep. The most extra tiger. Started out in western Nepal, quickly drew the, drew the attention of hunters and soon after the Nepalese army uh, to track her down and put an end to the killing. Despite the massive group of people attempting to slay or capture her, the tigress evaded all of them. Uh, there's no reports <laughs> of any bullets actually hitting her during this time. Jeez. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this one first is because there's actually not a lot of details on it. So I couldn't mm. find a lot of good like anecdotes and stuff on it. A bunch of poor marksmen head off into the woods to get eaten alive. <laughs> 300 of those were soldiers getting caught up in the crossfire. <laughs> they weren't able to capture her or harm her in any way, but they did scare her out of her territory and over the Sarda River into India. Ah. <laughs> so they broke off the chase and went home. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> we brought See you something. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Where she begrudgingly claimed new territory and continued to hunt people. <laughs> uh, in her new home, the Champawat tiger adopted new strategies to evade capture and successfully hunt people. Traveling as much as 32 kilometers in a day, uh, her new hunting grounds were larger and encompassed multiple villages. Which with wow. the village of Champawat being roughly in the center. She dressed like a little old lady and asked for <laughs> a cup of sugar. Help me cross the street, please. <laughs> uh, most killings happened in broad daylight. <sighs> and were mostly women and children that had to travel into the forest for resources or to care for livestock. Uh, 
Shouldn't they have happened at sundown? Aren't tigers crepuscular? Well, there's a there's they're a quote actually. They're usually not man eaters either. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a quote actually from the the man who hunted her down eventually, and he became famous for hunting down other man eaters after this. Apparently, most tiger attacks happen in the day, <laughs> which. I haven't done research specifically on tigers. So this I man's name was Craven, and he saved us from that New York <laughs> Minute Spider-Man. <laughs> he was the man-eater eater. <laughs> Cooks them up. Gain their power and courage. Well, once you start like hunting people and the like, you be acting weird. So, you know? Yeah, I feel like every once in a while there's an animal that's just like, man, those humans are freaking delicious. Maybe we are. <laughs> I don't think we always are, because this is kind of un- unusual. I mean, if he really wanted to hunt down the man-eaters, he should be swatting mosquitoes, I guess. <laughs> and after that, he'll start killing humans. So there was like a, like a <laughs> bug spray. <laughs> Eventually, people refused to leave their homes out of fear. Fair. <laughs> During the day, you could hear the tiger roaring from the forest. Wow. That's a scary sound. It is a scary sound. In 1907, after the killing of a 16-year-old girl, Jim Corbett assembled, assembled 300 villagers. And track the tigress to the Champa River Gorge. Jim Corbett. <laughs> he said, most of you won't be coming home today. <laughs> After emptying both barrels of his rifle into her chest and shoulder, Corbett finally felled the tigress with one last shot from the local tax officer's gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was helping him for some reason. This is the gun of the tax officer. Pay up! <laughs> <laughs> well, the his gun only had two shots. Like, he yeah, emptied his gun. like an elephant gun, And right? he had to get another gun. <laughs> before she killed him but yeah if everybody dies he can't collect taxes so it's very important <laughs> that he helps uh, as she was charging him uh, she ended up collapsing 20 feet away from him Ooh. was she big again there for some reason there wasn't a lot of details which is <laughs> why I was doing this first like they didn't care about any of these details were, were you reading 1900s pulp novels <laughs> get to that and the tax the tax collector swooned into his arms <laughs> His shirt came off in the wind. <laughs> the tax collector, of course, being named Busty LaRue. <laughs> uh, postmortem showed that the infamous tigress had survived a bullet wound to the head Ooh. before all the killings. Maybe that's what set her off. <laughs> which permanently damaged her upper and lower canines on the right side of her mouth. Hmm. Uh, this most likely, likely prevented her from hunting her natural prey. Oh. She was between 10 and 12 years old. So she just needed a dentist. <laughs> She's like a first grader then. Kind of. She can't hunt her natural prey of string cheese and <laughs> Twinkies. Lunchables. Lunchables. Uh, so the next one you might have heard about before, Gustav. That's the crocodile. Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> There's a movie loosely based around the events called Primal that you might have seen before. No, it's not Lake Placid. I was going to no, say, <laughs> it's still my joke. Unless Lake Placid took place in Burundi, Africa. Does Betty White live there? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, living in Burundi, Africa... Gustav is a male Nile crocodile that haunts the waters of the Ruzizi River. Haunts. And the northern part of Lake Tanganyika. This one's a ghost, too. I don't practice yeah. Tanganyika. Did you do that joke <laughs> on the lakes episode? Probably. <laughs> Named by herpetologist Patrice Fay, uh, little specifics are known about the massive croc as he has never been captured. Oh. Uh, he's estimated to be 60 years old, though the Jeez. original estimate was 100 years old. <laughs> How long do... Uh, when he found the fountain of youth. Well, they said, that must be 100 years old. And then somebody who knows anything about crocodiles said, well, if he was 100, he wouldn't have any teeth left. <laughs> so he must be 60. He still arrives to gum people to death. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
this is age when they develop a hunger for human flesh. Well, if I remember right, this freaking thing is so big, he just swallows them whole. It doesn't need teeth anyway. He has a craving for Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> I need fiber. Uh, estimated to be 60 years old, weigh more than 2,000 pounds or 910 kilograms, uh, and measure up to 18 feet long or 5.5 meters. That's a big old crock. And because he's only 60, he might still be growing. Okay. <laughs> Though it is difficult to confirm because of the location and the turmoil it's constantly in, Gustav is thought to be responsible for as many as 300 deaths. Wow. Okay. A year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be due to a combination of things. For one, he's massive. Yeah. Which means he can't hunt smaller, faster things. 2,000 pounds. Because uh, they would normally be eating like fish, antelope, and zebra. But it sounded like Kelly was shocked about two thousand pounds. <laughs> no, I was shocked at the idea that they're just too big to eat things. He's too thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that crocodile! He dummy thick. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> so he has to resort to eating slower, easier prey, such as hippos, wildebeest, or humans, <laughs> and elephants. Easier prey, such as hippos. Well, the sl- that, those ones were the slower ones. We're the easier ones. Um, yeah, we're bumbling about. Uh, he's easy to spot when you when you actually see him because he has four noticeable scars, uh, three from bullet wounds, and one from some sort of shoulder injury he sustained a long time ago. Also, one of those stickers that says "Hello, my name is." It's <laughs> got, ah, got, got, got a scar across his chest. And he chases after you, going "Tiger." <laughs> no, nobody knows who shot him though, or when it happened. <laughs> they didn't come back. <laughs> He pooped out the guns. (laughs) Uh, Locals claim that Gustav has a tendency to kill people just for the fun of it. (laughs) He learned it from the hippos he hunts. (laughs) Sometimes several people at a time, and then he (laughs) leaves the maimed bodies uneaten. (laughs) When soldiers have fired upon Gustav in the past, he has, quote, swallowed their bullets. (laughs) Again, this is a local rumor. Uh, Witch doctors have used potions and chants to aid in his capture and demise. Did that work? No, that didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> I have a quote here from this is a, a widow that Gustav has created uh, it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon my husband Mayoya and I had just eaten and he said I'll be right back I'm going to wash I'm going to the river to wash up I heard people screaming the croc it's taking someone I ran to see what was happening and I saw his clothing on the banks we were sure it was Gustav but what could we do oh. <laughs> sell the clothing <laughs> quick get the clothes <laughs> ate him right out of his clothes <laughs> <laughs> it's like that gun from War of the Worlds. He was so scared by the crocodile that he jumped out of his pants. Yikes! <laughs> During Patrice Faye's study and documentary of Gustave, uh, several capture attempts were made, but there was a there was some sort of government change coming up, so they were pretty sure a civil war was about to happen. So they kind of had a deadline. <laughs> um, it happens in the region. Yeah, they had traps made of one ton of steel. Uh, about 30 feet in length with infrared cameras, baited with live goats, and armed with three giant snares. Are you feeding a T-Rex? <laughs> they took these out of John Hammond's playbook. We already know he's not into goats, though. They should have put a person in there. <laughs> Send one of the interns. I'm getting paid for this ride. College credits. <laughs> None of these traps succeeded. Uh, they, did, they did catch smaller crocs in a lot of the traps, but Gustav never seemed interested. But the, the last week that they were allowed to be in the country, uh, there was a stormy night that destroyed the infrared camera. Uh, and when they got there the next morning, the goat was gone and the trap was halfway submerged. <laughs> Possibly Gustav. It's a dark covering. and stormy night. The words screw you were scrawled on the bank of the river. <laughs> in alligator language. Oh. 
alligator runes. <laughs> However, there are unverified reports just from last year that Gustav has been killed, uh, oh. but no body has ever been documented. It would be an easy thing to find. Yeah, right. And a lot of his killings have been blamed on the the conflict and stuff and such yeah. in the region that they think that all the bodies like that washed down the river, he got a taste for him there. Oh. Well, there was a quote from one of the other herpetologists on the case. The biggest crocs I have ever seen have been in communist nations or countries at war, places like <laughs> Cuba, Burma, and Cambodia. <laughs> they have survived because people have other things to worry about. If peace ever comes to Burundi, mark my words, someone is going to kill that animal. Damn communist crocodiles. <laughs> Getting fat off of everyone's toiling. Now that's a deterrent. <laughs> Bourgeoisie crocs. You don't want to turn socialist, do you? You know what that leads to? Look at all the large crocodiles in Norway. <laughs> Are they communist? Socialist. This next one is another one that you might have heard about before. The Savo Lions. I've heard the name. Yes. Is that the, the ghosts of a uh... ghost in the darkness? Yeah. Again, there was a movie based on these. Are those the ones that are stuffed and in Chicago? Mm-hmm. They are indeed. We saw oh. them. Oh. And we saw them with you, Adam. Yep. I was there. And I, I have heard invited, them. folks. <laughs> well, you weren't in the Navy. Yeah, that's Navy <laughs> stuff. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> Lions are for the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> They're Navy animals. You shoot them out of our big guns at enemies. <laughs> Pretty good movie, though. And like reading the just the facts I'm like this doesn't match the movie at all <laughs> and i read the guy that actually hunted them like his personal book that he wrote about it it's like word for word what happened in the movie no and this so, movie was before Balcomer turned into a pumpkin so yeah it's a big deal <laughs> after midnight uh between march and december of 1898 the construction of the kenya kenya uganda railway was repeatedly attacked by a pair of unusually maneless male lions hmm. along the sabo river Lion pattern baldness. <laughs> Flashing out. Uh, over the course of nine months, the various workers of the railway, both local and Indian, were abducted from their tents and eaten in the night. Okay. There was a lull at one point where the attacks sort of stopped on the construction site, but there was plenty of reports from the surrounding villages that they did not stop everywhere. <laughs> it's terrifying that they could open tents. Well, it was weird reading about it. They would like deliberately only go as far into the tent as they needed to to grab somebody and drag them out. Oh. Like they I would, mean, they would stick I, their head underneath the, like the side of the tent if you were sleeping too close to the edge. See, is that weird? Like I when I reach into the fridge, I don't keep going after I got <laughs> what I need. Good point. <laughs> like I'm just crawling the fridge for a second and I'll come back out with the ranch. <laughs> just go ahead and close the door. <laughs> I'll be back soon. But when the killings did resume at the construction site, the killing started occurring on an almost daily basis. <laughs> Hungry lion. Oh, three o'clock already. <laughs> these two lines are responsible for a total of uh, some over 100 ki- uh, deaths between the two of them. Oof, man. So it's not, like not 75 for one and 25 for the other, though. So that <laughs> yeah, guy was kind of a slouch. One of those guys was was working hard and the other one was just kind of, you know. Uh, and these numbers are debated. Like some people think they're exaggerated, but what are you going to do? They ate people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nightly fires and constructed thorn fences did nothing to stop the killings. Wow. Uh, the lion simply went around, over, or through every obstacle. <laughs> and I, I don't s- have a mane. You can't catch me on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a tiger burning bright. <laughs> uh, but I saw they, they listed the trees they use for these thorn fences. They're called whistling thorn trees. Hmm. They're real nasty pieces of work. They're covered in gigantic thorns. 
Initially, a single lion would claim a victim from the camp at a time, but later, as the intensity of the killings grew, both lions would enter the camp in night and drag a worker away each. <laughs> uh, hundreds of workers abandoned the site during this time, halting construction and finally forcing Britain's hand to intervene. Nice day. <laughs> Our money! <laughs> Uh, bringing in more officers and Indian infantry. So I have a quote here for Andy to read. Okay. The whole of the works were put to a stop because of a pair of man-eating lions <laughs> that appeared in the locality and conceived a most unfortunate taste for our workmen. At last, the laborers entirely declined to carry on unless they were entirely guarded by iron entrenchments, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, it is difficult to work a railway under these conditions, and until we found an enthusiastic <laughs> sportsman to get rid of these lions... Our enterprise was seriously hindered. That's from <laughs> Lord Salisbury. <laughs> the steak maker. I really appreciate his the depth of his concern for the people that right. were endangered. Most like unfortunately. You can feel the empathy. I need to find a sportsman. What do you mean no work's getting done? <laughs> Lord Salisbury. Fuck you. <laughs> Eventually, the man that or uh, the man that would eventually end up killing both the lions, Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson, uh, had this to say about the first time he tracked the Savo lions. We found it an easy matter to follow the route taken by the lions, as he appeared to stop several times before beginning his meal. Pools of blood marked these halting places, where he doubtlessly <laughs> indulged in the man-eater's habit of licking the skin off so as to get the fresh blood. What? Weird. I have been led to believe that this is their custom, from the appearance of two half-eaten bodies which I subsequently rescued. The skin was gone in places, and the flesh looked dry, as if it had been sucked. Rescue. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, interesting use of the word rescue. <laughs> Thank God I saved you. <laughs> we have to get you to a hospital so they can tell me if you're dead or not. <laughs> Just gather up all the pieces. <laughs> on reaching the spot where the body had been devoured, a dreadful spectacle presented itself on the ground. Presented itself. The ground all around was covered with blood and morsels of flesh and bones. Morsels. But the unfortunate Jemadar's head, I assume that's his name, had been left intact, save for the holes made by the lion's tusks on seizing him. <laughs> tusks. And lay a short distance away from the other remains, the eyes staring open wide with a, with a startled, horrified look in them. <laughs> it was the most gruesome sight I had ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Walked in on some sort of interpretive play the lions were putting on. <laughs> This is lion art. <laughs> like White Walkers. According to Pat Patterson's detailed account, the lions had a habit of att not attacking the same camp two nights in a row. So they would stake out where they attacked one night and they wouldn't show up again. So it made it very hard to track and trap them and stuff. Well, follow the, the, the heads. <laughs> <laughs> what a convenient trail. Follow the yellow brick heads. Often they would <laughs> stick their head into a tent just enough to drag a person out screaming and leap straight through the thorn, thorn fences, leaving tatters of cloth and flesh from the victim. <laughs> they oh. used him as a shield. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I thought this was a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Ah. I'm full of spikes on fire and being eaten by a lion. It's worth $1 an hour. <laughs> oh, if that. <laughs> Uh, the first lion was killed by two rifle shots after a critical misfire. <laughs> it sounds like he rolled a one. He did. The, the gun did not shoot. And he Click. had to retrieve another one from one of his friends. <laughs> well, if you're a dashing sportsman, obviously you have like a, a, a caddy for your elephant gun. There's a whole paragraph after that part where he's just mad at the gun that misfired. <laughs> hey, you had one job. Also, before he killed the, the first lion, he got hit in the head by an owl, which I thought was worth mentioning. <laughs> At that very moment? 
Well, he was being stalked by the lion while he was on top of this uh, scaffolding that he had made to see it from high up. And he knew he was being stalked and he was being as still as he could up on the top of the scaffolding, but he didn't know where the lion was. And something hit him in the back of the head and he thought the lion had attacked him. And it was an owl that thought he was part of the tree. <laughs> dressed as an owl. They're all working together against me. The lion me. will never make it without biting. <laughs> Three. <laughs> the first shot wounded the hind foot and the second pierced the heart. Uh, the second lion was finally felled after... Three traps and six hits with various guns. Oh. That was the one with the higher kill count. Yeah, he had more hit points. Uh, Patterson claims the second lion died savagely biting at a tree branch, attempting to reach him. <laughs> and that was the end of the Savo lions. The lantern carrier rolled a 10 and punched that lion's balls right <laughs> off. <laughs> but he did. Uh, he took the skins and had them in his den for quite some time. But now they're in the Chicago Field Museum. Yeah, you can go see them. They look like lions. <laughs> They do kind of look like lions, but they they don't have manes, which is weird. No. Well, there's uh, female lions with manes, so it follows that there's male lions without. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now the last story, which ended up being my favorite one, but the death count is only seven people. Okay. Don't get your hopes up too high. But it was a single blow. (laughs) (laughs) One swipe. Seven with one blow. Uh, This is known as the Sankenbetsu brown bear incident. Oh. Incident. Incident. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunate. Uh, in the winter of 1915, the town of Senkenbetsu on the west coast of Hokkaido, Japan. Hmm. Well, yeah, they, well, they, they have bears. bears up there. Yeah, they. Uh, it's an Usuri brown bear, which they compare to like Kodiak bears. Hmm. Aren't bears one of the things that's like on every continent? I guess so. barring Australia, I assume the bears were killed by something else. <laughs> they got koala bears. Those aren't bears. Those are more soupy. <laughs> Following the unusual sighting and subsequent wounding of an Urusai brown bear in mid-November, the village thought the animal would be scared off from any further poking around the village. And then the killings happened. Yeah. <laughs> we were, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> we were wrong. December 9th, 10.30 a.m. The bear returned to the village at the Ota family house. This is the first one I wrote, so there's a lot of names in here. What year was it? Uh, 1915. Okay. Abe Mayu and a baby she was car- caring for were attacked in their house, with the <laughs> child being bit on the head and killed. How? And Mayu being dragged into the forest. Oh. The home was said to look like a slaughterhouse covered in blood. Jeez. <laughs> that baby was just full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, a search party of 30 men encountered the bear, shot at it, hitting it once. So it's been shot twice now. <laughs> Mayu was found shortly after buried in the snow, saving it for later, with only her head and legs remaining. <laughs> oh, that's not much of a snack. Uh, I was freeze drying them. <laughs> Well, I guess it's uh, it's just a common thing that bears do, where they hide it make, so other things can't find it. Make Put human it jerky. They're like squirrels with nuts. <laughs> Horrifying nuts. <laughs> Imagine looking into a squirrel's den and just seeing <laughs> a pile of fingers. <laughs> uh, the next night, the bear returned to the Oda house. However, the villagers anticipated this return and staked <laughs> out the house armed with guns. Well, us two times. <laughs> however, however. <laughs> oh, no. Came around the backside. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it crafted samurai armor. <laughs> oh, God. The gathered villagers panicked. <laughs> and only one person got a shot off and the bear escaped into the, the woods. Oh, my God, a bear. <laughs> Those are scary. <laughs> uh, alerted by the commotion, 50 guards posted at the neighboring Miyoke house all, all ran over to the Oda house Uh-oh. and followed the bear trail. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Just then. <laughs> The bear, seeking easier pickings, showed up at the Miyoki house. (laughs) (laughs) 
Delicious. <laughs> Which was currently being used as a haven for women and children scared by the previous night's attack. <laughs> Smashing through the window <laughs> and interrupting the dinner that was being made. <laughs> ensuing panic doused lamps and knocked over the soup, dousing the fire. Oh, oh, throwing the house into chaos and darkness. <laughs> and it's, like, it's, like, it's like in Kill Bill when all the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's it's worth noting, like, this one had so many details because apparently they were just really good record keepers in Japan. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, everything that we didn't burn survived. I cut out a lot of the yeah. names, but they go on to say, like, this is this man's third son, and he died at this time. <laughs> they make a point of listing off everybody's relation to each other. One mother tried to escape the house with a child on her back, was but was tripped as one child clung to her legs. <laughs> Get off! <laughs> kick, 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 kick. It's every child for themselves. <laughs> Get off! Slow the bear! <laughs> Moving in, the bear bit the child on her back, who had succumbed to these wounds within three years. Oop. It doesn't say exactly why, but gangrenous i guess but it didn't die until about three years later oh that's awful only to then be distracted by the only bodyguard who had stayed behind (laughs) (laughs) who had her (laughs) this allowed the woman to escape but he was clawed in the back Uh, the bear went on to kill two sons left in the house and mauling a third wow the final victim was a pregnant woman that was still left in the house well double kill Later testimony claims she was begging the bear not to not to touch her belly, but to eat her head instead. Oh, how'd that work? Well, she was later found to be killed and half eaten. Oh, while the fetus was found alive, hey. it died shortly after. Oh, roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> how do you beg a bear? I mean, you just try. You smear your head with honey. <laughs> it's a Japanese bear, Andy. It'll understand. Kumasan. I don't know much Japanese. I know Japanese for bear. The original 50 guards, realizing they were not following the trail of the bear, double backed and ran into the bloody woman who managed to escape and hurried back to the Miyoki house. Who looked a lot like a bear in that moment. <laughs> Shooter! <laughs> Their original plan was to burn the house down with the bear inside. <laughs> Which screw the women and children left in there. <laughs> well, the, the lady that made it out said, please don't. There might be people alive. <laughs> also, that's my house. They eventually formulated a plan where a bunch of men went behind the house and caused a ruckus to spook the bear out the front door while the other half of the men stood in front with their weapons ready. That bear doesn't seem to be afraid of a ruckus, though. (laughs) So there's a squad of armed men at the ready at the front door waiting for this bear to run out. However, again, (laughs) (laughs) however, however, (laughs) strapped on its jetpack. Disorganized as they were, all lines of fire were blocked by the lead man. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Was he lying down? I don't know. But there's one guy in front that nobody can shoot through. Standing in front of the door like, I got it! Don't worry, he (laughs) has a gun too. Except it misfired. (laughs) Click. And the bear escaped again. I like the story because it feels like a Benny Hill episode. (laughs) (laughs) Only with more dead children. (laughs) The bear, now named Kesagake, which means diagonal slash from the shoulder. (laughs) It's a pretty cool name. Continued to outsmart the now assembled team of snipers and Imperial Forest Agency representatives. Uh, returning to ransack the Oda house and at least eight others. After yet another failed plan to take down Kesagake, a single bullet provided a blood trail that they followed the next morning. In the end, with an approaching snowstorm, they decided to take two men to track down the bear. (laughs) Because a larger group would be too slow. Two men tracked down the bear and proceeded to shoot him in the head and the heart, as Kesagake napped at the base of a Japanese oak tree. (laughs) Wow, okay. I don't know, that's not very chivalrous. (laughs) Yeah, well, did shoot him in the back. Kind of scenic, though. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking, like picturing it in my head. 
There's a water so hammer funny. clunked in the background. <laughs> uh, Kesagake was 340 kilograms or 749 pounds. That's a big bear. 2.7 meters tall or 8.85 feet. Oh my. It's a big bear. And he still had remains of the victims in his stomach. So they were pretty <laughs> sure of <it> him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's this bear. <laughs> the one full of people parts. This could be any bear. <laughs> the gory pinata. The town soon after became a ghost town as everybody left. Well, yeah, it's cursed by bears. <laughs> <laughs> However, the son of the mayor at the time of the killings, or he was seven at the time, he vowed he would kill 10 bears for every victim of Kesagake. Wow. <laughs> That's a weird origin story. <laughs> he became a prolific bear hunter, killing 102 <laughs> bears by the time he was 60. That's rude. He went overboard there. He should have only done 70. Just one bear. Hey, yeah. Somebody tell that guy with the gun he's doing it wrong. <laughs> Look, that was least for old-timey guns. He misses once. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of my stories. Don't have any man-eating stories. Mm-hmm. Nobody ran into any man-eaters? Swat any mosquitoes lately? Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've had any encounters with anything big enough to kill me. I've run into coyotes and a bobcat once, but... Yeah, yeah, never I've anything like, if I screw this up, I'm going to get it. You've run into some horses that were big enough to kill you. They yeah. probably wouldn't have eaten you. Yeah. Probably. Never put it past a horse, though. Hey, herbivores will eat meat given the chance. Eat them pros. Uh, so if there's no other stories of nobody running into any animals. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I got eaten once. <laughs> oh. Attack of the 50-foot woman. <laughs> Tell me about this, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to our favorite game that we do all the time. It's Dungeons and Doctors again. Oh, <laughs> So I didn't come up with any clever names this time. So just make it whatever characters you want. Kelly, you'll probably want some sort of assassin. Yes, <laughs> maybe a barbarian. They call me Doctor Trustworthy. That seemed fitting for you. Are you okay with that? I'm a cleric. Just in my you name. wait, Adam. <laughs> uh, so guys, last night I'm, I was feeling real cooped up, so I uh-huh. had to go see some zoo animals. Okay. <laughs> so I broke into the zoo. You know the zoo we have in Reno. This is ill advised. Well, we do have one, but. And I just went stumbling through a lot of the dark enclosures. Come <laughs> back to our zoo episodes. <laughs> don't do that. I think something bit me. Like my leg hurts a lot. Mm. But I got away. So, I mean, I think I'm fine. But if you want to take a look at it. Uh, we should probably look. If you've, got, if you've been bitten. Okay. Yes, I have been bitten. Okay. Let's look at it then. Mm. <laughs> Does it look broken to you? It feels broken. It broke you? <laughs> you've been walking on a broken leg? Is that is that a problem? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> oh, I am. I want to clean the wound. Mm. I remember this from last time. I'm save my life this time. Some Tylenol. <laughs> These are good things. So the pain is going away, and I'm no longer being infected to death. <laughs> we, set your, we should set your leg. Mm, how do you set a broken leg, Andy? You're uh, next in initiative. I'm dumb as shit. I'm going to put it in a splint until a smarter doctor comes along. That's not bad. So you've, you've set and immobilized it. And we can say we already I already got meds with the painkillers. And the sanitation. So that's pretty good. How now we need to give you back to the animal as an offering to keep him from <laughs> oh, killing yeah, others. Kelly. <laughs> we just need the leg, though, Kelly. Break out the saw. <laughs> I want to see a different doctor. <laughs> There's three of us here and two of us support taking the leg. I want a different adventuring band of doctors. <laughs> so how are you feeling? The last thing I'd need for the broken leg is therapy, but that can be a different doctor. <laughs> you asked how I'm feeling? Yeah. There's the therapy. Well, you did fix the broken leg, but I feel like there's other symptoms. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Uh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I think it's swelling. Like, okay. 
and it's still bleeding. Mm. Should it be bleeding still? Mm. Sounds no. like uh, and I'm kind of dizzy. <laughs> you need a you need a blood clotting thing, mm. like a band aid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those blood clotting things. <laughs> Kelly gave me a band aid, but it's still bleeding through like a lot. Also, I can't I move this leg. I know they they have drugs that help your blood clot, so I'm going to give you one of those after I find out what it is. Did I get bit by a Komodo dragon? Uh, we might want antibacterial meds. Now we learned that was a myth. Yeah. And plus we disinfected it already. Shit. <laughs> you come to think of it, Andy, I was in the lizard enclosure. It might have been poisonous, though. Broken leg, though, that could be a crock. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you administer some of that Komodo dragon antivenom? It's better oh. now. Andy figured hey. it out. <laughs> Say so maybe he just tripped down the stairs on his way to the reptile enclosure since the lights were off. <laughs> got drunk, ran through the zoo. Something bit me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got bit. I just don't think it's how you broke your leg. <laughs> Strong jaws. Yes, it was a Komodo dragon. And tail whipping. Could have bit so you we were much. at our zoo once, and they have a baby Komodo dragon. And there was a keeper in there trying to feed it. And it was the cutest thing, <laughs> if you're me. Because it was like waving a dead mouse in front of this this young Komodo dragon, and the Komodo dragon was like, no, 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 no. And I took out another mouse, and the Komodo dragon's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and finally, you see the zookeeper just kind of sigh and reach into his pouch of dead animals, and he pulled out a baby chicken, and the Komodo dragon just lunged at it. <laughs> uh, was the chicken dead too? Yes. Okay. Well, chicken's better. So apparently they like chickens better than mice. Yeah, and Andy figured it out, and I'm all better now. We're good. So we can we can wrap things up now. Thank you to my co-hosts. With you, anything is possible. Mostly podcasting. Are you thanking God? God is my co-host. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take the mic. <laughs> yeah, right. There was only one volume recorded. That was when he was talking. Thank you to our Patreon. Gerard. Uh, our dangerous editor uh, <laughs> he's a man eater he hunts man Finland <laughs> is it legal in Finland I don't know their laws yeah, just if uh, you want to support us on Patreon uh, just a reminder that we're going to be wrapping things up with the podcast in October so if you want a commemorative magnet you can sign up for our Patreon in September and uh, then in October you get charged five bucks once and get a magnet and then we'll say thank you pretty good deal if that's all there is just remember, the only thing we have to fear is everything that isn't human and sometimes also humans. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.